0: to God. We are on. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Um, Turn with me this morning to Psalm 23, if you would. We've been looking at this psalm the past several weeks. Um, Just read the first three verses for right now. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Mm -hmm. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Mm -hmm. Um, This psalm, of course, beloved by many, Mm -hmm. known by many, um, memorized by many, even those who don't necessarily know the Lord, um, honestly, in their heart. They they haven't received him as their Lord, but they might know this this psalm. um, But there's so much in here, we could really read it every week of the year, of the year this year, and you know, every Sunday, and and still learn more from it. But what we see here in this psalm really is a place that God takes us to. There's a place that God has for every one of his believers, Mm -hmm. And that, that place, it's a place of, of green pastures, of still waters. It's a place of peace. It's a place of rest. It's a place of provision. Amen. And this phrase that we see in, in verse 3, it's a place where he can restore our soul. Hallelujah. Yeah. Where he can um, refresh. Where he can cleanse our mind he can help and transform our way of thinking he can help us to see in a way that we couldn't see on our own and this place that in the Psalms they really they just they just talked about and they kind of they longed for and wished for that place where in the Old Testament they they wanted to get there, but they couldn't fully get to that place on their own because Jesus had not yet made a way Amen. for people to have God living on the inside of them. Amen. And, and looking back now from the New Testament, from the place where we can have God living on the inside and we do have God living on the inside of us, we can look back to where David wrote this really longing for the place where he could live in this place, where he could live in this place of green pastures and still waters, live in a place, in a realm, if you would, where his soul was constantly being restored, (laughs) renewed. And for the believer looking back at this psalm, we can look at it and say, we can have this every day of our lives we can live in this place where he is our all in all no matter what we're doing in the natural amen now we understand we, I mean, we all have natural things to do. Um, this has been, you know, it, it's January. I have all kinds of fun office work to do in January. I'm sure you do too, you know, uh, there, and things that I only do once a year. So it's, it's a great challenge in my, uh, my skill set just to remember how to do things on the computer that I only do once a year. I mean, that, that right there, it, it takes an extra cup of coffee for me to get, you know, get the nerve to go down in that office and, and make this, these things happen. You know, making the extra labels for 2023 or whatever it is, you know. It might be easy for you, for me. I, I have to, you know, I'm like, okay, it's January 28. I really need to get, get in there and do this before the 31st, right? Siri, sorry. I <laughs> found this on the web. Bing, All right, but there's a place that we can live in even when there's a lot of natural things going on, where you're talking to him and he's talking to you. You're hearing from him and being led by him. There's a place where there is constant fellowship going on between you And him, between him and you. And where you can walk around even on the busiest of days and say, The Lord, he's my shepherd. shepherd. I shall not want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's led me to this place. He's brought me to this place where I hear from him. He hears from me. And we work together as one. And you'll forgive me if this is the third week we've looked at this psalm, but um, we're trying to get to a place. The Lord is trying to get us to a place. And I don't know that I've gotten us there yet. So we're just going to keep staying here until we get all we're supposed to get to, uh, to make sure we're all on the same page with this. Because if we want any bit of our life to work correctly in God, we have to know where this place is in God. Do you understand what I'm saying? This 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 place of green pastures and still waters, this place where he restores our soul, we need to know how to get there and how to stay there. That's right. Amen. That's right. That's right. That is Christianity. That's supposed to be Christianity. It's not just learning a whole bunch of scriptures, and it's not just uh, spending thirty minutes praying in tongues every day. It's not; those things are good, but it's this this place where we bring it all together. If you would turn with me to John fifteen, as we're as we're t- talking about this, uh, this place where we bring in the word that we've been reading and we, we, we bring in our prayer life and we, we, we talk to God and he, he shows us and leads us in what the word really means, what he's saying to us, how to go about our everyday life. And in John chapter 15, we see Jesus admonishing us this very subject. He says this in verse one, he says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Okay. So he's talking about grapes here, right? You know, uh, uh, he's, uh, he's the true plant, if you will. And the father is the one who takes care of the plants, right? I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, look at this, he prunes. Ouch. I love plants and there's times where I pull out those scissors and in, you know, my flowering plants in the spring and summer, man, every day or every other day, I'm out there with those scissors and I'm, I'm pruning, I'm fixing things. I'm getting rid of the dead so more new can grow. So just as we were, uh, my husband was just saying, uh, you know, we don't, we don't tire of the pruning, that's God. That's God's job to come with the, with the Spirit of God that lives on the un, inside of you, going ah, snip. Let's let's take that out. Let's get that's dead. You don't need that anymore. You don't need. You know, as you become a Christian, you come into Christianity with a whole lot of the world left on you. Yes. Right. Your flesh still has the same habits it used to have. Your mind still thinks the same way it used to think. And it takes time, but if you stay in this place where you're abiding in him, where where you're allowing him to prune and take care of you through the word and through the, the spirit of God dealing with your heart, he'll just snip things off and say, that's dead to you now. You don't need that anymore. And all of a sudden, when that falls off, you're like, oh, there's a surge of life to go in his direction that I didn't have before. Why? Because you let that other stuff fall off. Get cut off. That's a process that happens throughout our whole lives. There's things that he's dealing with me about getting rid of, and and there's things that I still tweak, and there's things that I used to do. They weren't wrong necessarily. It's just that I don't have time anymore to do those things. That's right. There used to be hobbies that I had. I used to do things when my kids were little. We did arts and crafts, and we had all kinds of fun things. I don't do that anymore, not because it's wrong. I just don't have time for that. Right. There was a time I did have time for that, and it was right to do. You understand? Yes. Yes. So our life, we're always being tweaked and pruned, and that's godly. That's the way God designed these things. Mm-hmm. We, are bra- we are part of God's family, Amen. part of his body, and we are to be functioning at our full potential. In the body Amen. every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit, Amen. More, fruit. More, fruit. more fruit. That's what God wants for us this year. Yes. Not, not 20 years from now, this year, more fruit. Yes. this year more fruit. This year, cl- a closer walk with God. This year, I'm being led uh, more clearly than I've ever been led. This year, I'm going to hear from him and understand his word better than I ever. This year, not not 5 years from now, not 20 years from now, not right before when I'm on my deathbed. That's right. No! This year. Mm-hmm. Amen. We're going after this with our whole heart, with everything that's in us, and we're allowing God to change whatever he needs to change so we can have all he has for us. Amen. Amen. Verse 3, he says this, Already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. This isn't about getting more righteous becoming more uh, more perfect in his sight so that he'll accept us. We're already accepted. We're already part of his family. We don't have to earn his love. We don't have to earn our position on the vine. We're already there. Amen. Mm-hmm. We're already there. But there's still a pruning and a fruit bearing that, that, that grows and continues throughout our walk with God. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're earning our place in the vine. It's that it, because of our place in the vine, there's going to be some tweaking going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's part of our Christianity. So verse 4, he says this. Abide in me. And I in you. Yes, yes. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. A branch cannot bear fruit by itself. I don't know how many times I've gone to the grocery store and bought flowers. And brought them home and stuck them in water. They don't live on forever by themselves. No. Why? They've been cut off from their life flow. That's right. They, they look pretty for a little bit. Yes. Yes. But, but if I can get them to the last two weeks, that's big. Yeah, yeah, amen. In order for a branch to bear fruit continually, it must abide in the vine or the tree or the bush that it has been placed in. Right. It must stay in this place. And Jesus was saying, you're, you're clean because of the word that I've given you. That's, that part's done. But this place of abiding, you've got to do that yourself. You've got to make sure you're maintaining this place where you abide in me. Yes. If we take that back to Psalm 23, that's that place. Where he leads us to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That place of, of green pastures yes, still. and still waters. Yeah. That place where he can restore our soul, mm-hmm. his presence. Praise God. The branch cannot bear fruit by itself, but Oftentimes, as Christians, we try to do things by ourselves. We learn a little bit about, about faith and, and that we can speak to our mountain and, and tell it to be cast in the sea. And so we just go out and decide, I'm gonna, I want this, so I'm going to go speak to that mountain, tell it to remove, move out, and, and I want that money. To, you know, we start to proclaim and do things that we've heard that are right. But we do it from a place apart from Him, where we're abiding in Him, where we're part, we're hearing from Him, where we're in a place where He's restoring how we think, mm-hmm. so we think like Him. The branch cannot buy, bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. And neither can you. <laughs> Amen. Well, tell it like it is, Jesus. Neither can you. Neither can I. And we want to make sure we're not so busy with our lives, that we're not taking time to step back and make sure we're hearing from him. We're in a place where we're being led by him we're led by him and I'm so thankful for this book that's coming out that we all get to partake of and read together because it helps us to see we need to be in this place of the presence of God to hear from God and to be led by God neither can you praise the Lord give me the next verse I don't know where we are I am the vine, you are the branches. In case you didn't get the first time, he's going to say it again. I'm the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do what? I wish I'd learned this. I wish I'd get this. Uh, this, is, this is part of restoring our soul, helping us to think the way God wants us to think. Apart from Him, we can do what? Nothing. Ah, uh, nothing. You know, our flesh and our pride, we don't like to hear that. I can, I've got this. <laughs> I can do this. I don't need to talk to God about this. I'm just going to go do it. Mm. If we want fruit, that remains, if we want fruit to continue in our lives, uh, we need to make sure we're abiding in him. Yeah. Yeah. Because apart from him, Jesus said, you can do nothing. nothing. I can do nothing. Hallelujah. Let's, let's keep going here. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. Yikes. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, oh my, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Oh my goodness. If, (laughs) ha there's our qualifier, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is an amazing statement that Jesus said. But notice how many verses he talked about abiding in him and his words abiding in us before he gave us this thing that says, you can ask whatever you wish. Why is that? Because in this place of green pastures, of still waters, in this place where he restores our soul to start thinking the way God thinks, to start seeing the way God sees, to start hearing what we can start to take on his will, his ways, and we can turn around and say, Father, because that's what you have for me, that's what I ask for. That's what I wish for. Amen. That's what I decree to be in my life. Amen. Because we're abiding in him, he's abiding in us. We're seeing what he wants us to see. We're knowing what he wants us to do. And by faith, we flat take it for ourselves and say, thank you, Father. You said if I'd abide in you that whatever I'd ask, whatever I wish, it would be done for me. This is how to get the word of God to work. Not just reading half of a phrase and saying, Lord, I I really want a bright red car, so that's what I'm going to ask for. Right? Right? And that's where some critics in Christian circles about people who minister on this subject called faith have said you can't just go out and wish for whatever you want. And they're right. right. (laughs) Because you can't take half the verse. You have to use the whole verse, right? You have to have the whole verse. And part of the qualifier is this place of abiding Mm -hmm. in him. Now that word abide, uh, it means to remain. So this place of green pastures and still waters, you can remain there. Yes, amen. And for the Christian, our lifelong goal is to learn to remain in that place of God's presence and peace, mm-hmm. no matter what's going on around us. No matter who's bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what's just happened on the highway, no matter who's yelling at work, no matter what family drama there might be, Mm. our job is to abide in him and let his words abide in us and stay in this place where we can hear from him. Because we don't hear from God outside of peace. We don't have time to turn there, but read the book. It's called Lead. <laughs> it will help you. Amen. So to abide means to remain, to dwell, to continue. To mm-hmm. yeah. continue. To continue. Our lifelong goal as a Christian is to continue in his presence, mm-hmm. to continue to remain aware of him on the inside of us, Amen. to continue to uh, talk to him, to continue to look to him, to continue to draw out the peace that's in us when everything in your flesh wants to just rip into somebody. Well, to be able to say greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater is the peace that's in me than the chaos that I'm feeling. Greater is he that's in me than the fear that's pressing against my life right now. Greater is he that's in me than the report the doctor just gave. Greater is He that's in me than the drama my family's trying to raise up. Greater is He, greater is the peace that's in me. And from that peace, abiding in that peace, that's where I hear from Him. That's where I know His will for my life. And once I know what He has for the situation, I can ask whatever I wish. And it's gonna be done, 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 done for me. Amen. Yeah, amen. But it comes from this, this place of his presence yes. where we're hearing from him and he's hearing from us, mm-hmm. and we've got this relationship. Yeah. This, yeah. That's, if we could say it this way, in sync, right? We laugh, my husband and I sometimes. We've been married for quite some time now. And uh, there's times where he might come home or he might say, what, what would you like for, uh, for dinner? And I'll say, I was thinking this. And he goes, that's exactly what I was wanting. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we've been <laughs> One flash. <laughs> we, we've, been, we've been doing this for a long time. And so our likes and our tastes have kind of merged together. Not only that, but because I, if I go to make a meal, I try to check with the Spirit of God. Right. What would be best? Mm-hmm. Our life can be um, different. From day to day. Like I don't even know if he's going to be home for dinner sometimes. So I try to check in with the spirit of God because I'm not making a giant pot of stew for me. Right. It's just, you know, I could have yogurt and be good, you know. So so I want to make sure somebody's actually there to eat it if I'm going to be making it. So I check in with the spirit of God. And he can come home and be like, wow, I was just thinking about that on the way home. That wouldn't it be good to have such and such? And there it is. You know, that's not just because we've been married for a long time. That's because we're tapping into the same yeah. flow yeah. of the spirit of God. Amen. Because we both dwell in that place of peace, in that place where God can lead and guide us. We can flow together in a way that people that are just married and don't know God just don't have. They, they love each other one, and that's great, but they just don't have that. Right. But we can all have that with him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. This place of abiding, of asking and knowing we will have what we ask because we already know he wants it for us. Mm-hmm. He has it for us. He's decreed it for us. So we want to continue. We want to remain. Amen. And if there's anything that um, I, I feel like he, he is wanting us to see at the beginning of this year is there this place that he has for us that we're supposed to abide in where his words are in us and, and we are in him and we're living in this place of peace. Mm-hmm. This is crucial for our church yes. and this is crucial for our individual lives. Yes. Not 20 years from now, but this year. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. This year. This year. Yeah. To, to practice this, to, to put this in the forefront of our mind that we're taking time with him. Mm-hmm. Now, if you would, let's let's just look at w- one more passage of scripture if we can. In Luke chapter 10. And Luke chapter 10 in verse 38. It says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Where's Mary? Sitting at at Jesus' feet. Now that's quite, uh, quite a position, right? I don't know, when my kids were little, they'd sit at my feet and listen to a story, right? They were all in when they were sitting at my feet. Mm-hmm. They were so interested in what that book was about to say. Even if they'd heard it a hundred times, they were still interested in that, right? Mary was sitting at the Lord's feet, listening to his teaching. Now, I don't ask you all to sit at, sit at my feet, right? Right? You guys get chairs. Thank you. And that's a good thing because it's a cement floor. But I love her position in this. And it says in verse 40, but Martha, her sister, was what? Distracted. And she was distracted with much serving. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got two ladies here. They're sisters. Martha's the one that welcomed Jesus into her house. The one that's distracted, she's the one that said, hey, come on in with all your ministry team and all your friends. Come on, my house is big, it's open. You've got the place, have at it. And she immediately kicks into, okay, now... Oh, my God, I've got 50 people in my house. I've got to serve them something. Mm-hmm. I've got to go cook something. I've got to go do something. I've got to, am well, well, uh, well, I'm, I'm a classic Martha. I mean, classic Martha. Let's do this. And then, oh, my God, I've got to do all this work to get this done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got to be careful of this, Everyone. Martha was distracted. She had the right intent. Bring the teacher into the house. Let him teach inside for a little bit instead of being outside. Let's, let's all come to a place where we can sit at his feet, right? She had the right intention, but she was distracted from much serving. And she went up to Jesus. I don't believe this. She went up to the master, the teacher, the holy one, the rabbi. And she said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. Don't you care that she's sitting at your feet? Just listening to you, blah, 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 blah. Well, there's people that need some Coke and some Sprite. And I can't get drinks for everybody in the house at the same time. I need help. Jesus, get on her. Get after her. I keep losing my page. And the Lord answered her. Martha Martha You know when you're really distracted someone has to call your name twice mm-hmm. to get your attention Have you ever had someone talk to you and you're not you're so thinking about everything else going on that you're not hearing a word they're saying That's where she was Martha Martha You are anxious and troubled about Many things, not just serving here. Yeah, that's just that's just showing out where your mind lives. You're anxious and troubled about many things, but look at this. But one thing, everybody say one thing. One, one, thing. Thing. one thing is necessary, and Mary has chosen the good portion. Yeah which will not be taken away from her. Jesus told Martha, forget the serving. We can all get our own drink at the end of the service if we need to. Look at your sister and realize she's chosen the right thing. She's chosen the good portion, it says in here which will not be taken away from her. What did Mary choose? A place at his feet. Mm -hmm. A place where she was absorbed in what he was saying. She was taking it in. She was in his presence. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't going to let anything distract her from Mm -hmm. that place. Amen. That is a story of when Jesus was here on earth. But now he lives in us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's in us. And that place is in us. But it's still our job to make sure we're abiding, remaining, Mm -hmm. continuing Mm -hmm. in the green pastures, the still waters, the place where he can restore our soul. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Father, we're so grateful for this opportunity to hear your word, to learn from you, to abide in you, to find our place in your presence. Lord, help us this week to remain there. Mm -hmm. As we turn to you, teach us, prune us, Help us to know how to live continually in your presence. Mm -hmm. To stay continually in your peace. Mm -hmm. And if there are things things that need to fall off of our life, show us and help us. And we say we'll do those things Mm -hmm. to remain close to you. Mm -hmm. We thank you for it today in Jesus' name. Amen. YOU'RE disp-